you ever had one of those experiences where the contrast between two different experiences in such a short period of time really makes you stop and ask the question, how did I just see what I just saw or experience what I just experienced? Well, I had a couple of those this weekend and I want to share with you on Leading Leaders Podcast today what those experiences were like. Welcome to Leading Leaders Podcast, five minute videos, five days a week. I'm Jay Lauren North with Leading Leaders Podcast, and I went to two events this weekend because I provided the sound system in the stage, et cetera, et cetera, for these events to occur. Um, it was a contracted event. I was paid by these, by these people to come out and do it. But what I got to participate in or witness and then was invited to participate in was a roundtable in the southern parts of Dallas in Oak Cliff, right around the VA hospital, and in Fort Worth in the predominantly black neighborhood as well. And it was a round table outside in the park, wide open for anybody to join, of black business owners. And a, a gentleman by the name of Bruce Carter was kind of leading this whole thing. It's called the Opportunity Tour. And the recognition came that when the SBA loans came out for the for the whole COVID-19 process. Where there were PPP loans and there were PP4 loans and there were ELID loans and, and there were a lot of businesses that got absolutely nothing and some businesses that got extravagant amounts of money and there were some businesses that didn't even know how to fill out the application. But one of the questions that came up on a regular basis was when Mr. Carter would ask the question, if you got the loan or you got the grant, if you got money for your business, Today, what would you do with it? And a lot of them kind of had a deer in the headlights look. I mean, you could ask them how much money they want, and they're like, well, I want $5 million, or I want $10 million, or I want $50 million, but what would you do with the money? And the next question that you have to ask is, if you got a $5 million check, or a $10 million check, or a $50 million check, and it became a loan and not a grant, does your business plan for getting and using that money demonstrate how you're going to pay it back because a small business loan may not be forgivable but it's okay if you borrow the money and make more money than that what you can't do is get the money borrow the money take the money receive the money as a grant whatever and then do nothing with it or just you know buy new jewelry and a new car and a new house and and you can't do that you you've got to invest it in the business for the purpose of making more profit and so it's fascinating to watch these conversations take place. There were some very successful business people, business owners who had seven or eight real estate properties just in the one area that we're at. They've owned dozens around the community and, and others who are just starting out. A 15-year-old girl who said, well, I, I really, what I need is a business plan. A young entrepreneurs, I, I met a, a 10-year-old boy who's working through a program right now called Mow 50. And it's a challenge for him to mow 50 yards absolutely free. And as he finishes this challenge, there are new opportunities that come to him. And so he will have finished his 50 yards by the time he, he's visiting Texas right now from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. But by the time he gets back home and finishes the summer, he will have finished his 50 yards. The 50 yards are for people who are disabled. They're elderly. They're single moms. They're veterans. So he's doing a good thing for the community and simultaneously earning his way to an opportunity to generate wealth. He's 10. He's 10. 
if young people in the African-American community can begin to mow yards at 10 years old and begin to build a business, they could be like the guy that I met yesterday who has five or six little businesses. He does auto detailing. He does shoe shining. He does uh, landscape cleanup. And all of these, what many would seem to be odd jobs, he said the auto detailing part of his business alone makes about a hundred grand a year. But he said, you give me anybody who's got the integrity to show up and do the work and I can show them how to make six figures doing nothing but auto detailing right out of the back of their truck. And, all right, so don't tell me that opportunity doesn't exist. What does sometimes happen though is the contrasting experience that I had yesterday. My wife and I sat around knowing we were gonna be in the sun for three hours to, to help with this event and, and just chilled out and watched a movie on Netflix. Now, maybe you've seen the promos for this movie on Netflix. It's just called The Effort List. Uh, it rhymes with bucket list, but that's not the word. The irony in that movie was that it's a young, very well-to-do white family, a high school student who's valedictorian with a 4.65 in the story and uh, has given up on all the things that he wanted to do. He set aside his love for basketball. He didn't have any dating relationships. He focused on his schoolwork and his learning to play the clarinet and, and all of these things that his parents made him do. I use air quotes because that's the way he said it. He said, for 18 years, you've been living my, your life through me rather than letting me live my life. That's not what I want. Well. The climax of the movie is that he gets accepted into seven out of eight Ivy League schools because his parents greased the wheels in every way that they could with his education, with the relationships, with the networking, with the investments, with the money that they gave from their big earnings into trust funds and, and school funds. And so now basically the road is completely paved for him and he says to his parents, I didn't want the road paved for me. I want to do it on my own. But here's the scene that really baffled me. Uh, the, the highlight, if you will, was the moment that he started a movement by announcing his bucket list with the other word and started doing things that, um, well, they weren't going to look good for his career. And once they got on social media, the whole world went, <gasps> And so there went his GPA and there went his valedictorian and there went his high school graduation. The school wouldn't even let him graduate because of the shenanigans. I, I encourage you to watch the movie, but the book burning was the scene that really got me. When they started this movement and said, forget about it. I, I, I wanna do my own thing my own way. But see, here's the, the real twist of irony is that in the movie, it's the quintessential white privilege. It's the excess. It's the driving daddy's Mercedes 600 around. It's, the, it's all of the things that the riots in the streets have been about. On the one hand, yesterday, I witnessed a movie that's promoting the idea of high school kids going, no, I don't want to have to go to Harvard. Don't twist my arm to go to Harvard. So instead, he takes the summer and travels around the world with his girlfriend. Literally, that it's in the movie, you'll see it. And contrasting that, in the same day, I'm in the 100 degree weather in Texas with a group of black business owners who were saying, 
we just we just want to be able to get the same loans that everybody else got for their business. We, we want to be able to to put new windows and screens on our on our buildings too. We we want to be able to to buy the new equipment so we can upgrade and be ready when business comes back full force. We want to write a business plan. We want a, a fair opportunity to succeed. That that's all we're asking. So the opportunity tour is really about not only making sure that people have the right applications and the right opportunities in front of the SBA, but also that they have an opportunity to run their business in, a, in an honorable way, not to take the loan and do nothing with it or take the loan or do something silly with it, but to be able to invest it. And the real challenge is when you see there are those people who, whether it be political or it be corruption or it be just be in the right place at the right time, their opportunities seem a little lopsided, a little leveraged, a little paved road compared to everybody else. And I wanna challenge you to ask yourself honestly, am I operating in enough integrity to look to my left and to my right and say, if the opportunities that I have come that easy, is there a way that I can make those opportunities available for somebody else? Whether it's through education, whether it's through sharing, whether it's through just simply being a voice to say, hey, what about them? And what about them? And how can we help them? And what can we do differently to make sure that the playing field is more even all the way across the board. I don't care what kind of legal business you run. If your business is legal, I don't care about your skin color. I don't care what, what part of town you came from. One of the young men I met uh, at this opportunity event is from Haiti. And this year, he got his American citizenship and has the right to, the vote, to vote for the first time. And he's like, I don't even know who I'm going to vote for. I'm still doing my research on it. He said, but it does make a big difference to me whether or not I can continue to run my barbershop. I've, I've been in business for 15 years and young people and old people alike come and sit in my chair and they're attorneys and they're landscapers. And we just talk about business and community and civics and culture. This young man's 30 years old. He's making a lifelong impact in the life of people in his community. He's a brand new American citizen and already he's been making an impact in his community. Well, what about you? What are you doing to impact the community to make sure that opportunity exists fairly for everybody? Is the playing field level where you live? Are the opportunities equal to everybody? Are you willing to say, how about them and how can I help them? I challenge you as leaders in the community to have that view that says, what can I do for someone else? How can I make sure that they're ready? I love the idea of a 50 yard challenge for these young people to have an opportunity to learn the discipline of showing up and doing the job well and doing something good for somebody else. Because you know what? Even if he just took 10 bucks for each of those yards, he just earned 500 bucks by the time the summer is over. If he's just getting tips, but most kids are getting 20 to 25 bucks to mow along these days. So he could have $1,000 by the time he's done with his next summer. That's pretty good ingenuity. That's pretty good discipline. That's pretty good self-respect being taught right there. And I like that idea. I like the ability, the willingness and the discipline to do that. But I also like to know that someone took the chance to set up an organization like that, the 50-yard challenge, and give him an opportunity. What does equal opportunity look like to you? And what are you doing to make sure that it's promoted and that it happens. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day.
Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.